Hey, it's Aaron. We've been doing the dispatch for a minute now, and we would love to hear from you. So let us know what you think of the show on Twitter at Outline Dispatch, or hit me up directly at Aaron M. Edwards. Or email me a Beyonce gif and just say hello. I'm Aaron at theoutline.com. Thanks. The Outline World Dispatch. It's Wednesday, February 14th, 2018. I'm Aaron Edwards. Culture. There's a new crowdsourced mapping project called QueeringTheMap.com. The goal of this project essentially is to visualize the experiences that LGBTQ people have in the world. So a first kiss or someone saying their pronoun correctly in public or uh, just, you know, things that show who people are and where their experiences are shared. One of our staff writers, Anne Derek Gaillot, interviewed the person who created this project. I'm Lucas and I'm a designer based in Montreal. But something happened to it recently. February 9th in the morning, I woke up and I had a whole bunch of messages in my, in my inbox um, with screenshots of Queering the Map, but with little pop-ups in front of it saying, Make America Great Again, Donald Trump Best President. What was your initial reaction when you saw that? I mean, I was, I was bummed because I had had a conversation about it earlier where people were asking me, I mean, the, the inevitable dilemma with sort of a, with a platform like what Queering the Map is, where it's totally open for people's participation with very few obstacles in the way, is that it can very easily be used to post negative or hateful or spam content. Online trolls took this small, safe corner of the internet and tagged it with coded hate speech. In doing so, they targeted what was effectively a living, breathing archive of the small moments in queer experience that often go unnoticed, like a memory in Lucas's own past. There was this tree that I biked by every time on my way home from school, and it was the tree where I had first met my partner at the time. And then at that same tree, I had had a couple of difficult conversations. So it was this tree that held this incredible amount of, of queer affect or queer feeling. And uh, I was interested in what that means for other people and how those memories or moments or experiences could be mapped out so as to extend that feeling of queerness. So it's like if I walk by this bench that I know that someone has made out with another queer person on or a place where I know that someone asked for specific pronouns at, that then there's a, rela- a new relation to that space makes queer people feel more comfortable in relation to space because I don't that's obviously not always the case. I feel like these I don't know visualizations of our shared experiences are really important because like when I first moved to New York for instance my uh, like I grew up here but I came back as an adult and the I guess assumption that I had was that you know oh you're in New York and so you can just be you know, you can be yourself, you can be queer, you can be, you know, open in certain places, but I never really had any specific thing to back that up. Yeah. Queer as a word has an enormous amount of different meanings to different people. And it's an identity that is inhabited in in many different ways. And I think we're in a moment where queer is very much an identity politic. And there's a lot of, I guess it's sort of ossified into, into a question of like, what really constitutes queer? The value of a, of a queer theory or a queer approach is that it's continually um, breaking down what that means 
are continually adding new new pathways to what that can mean. Whenever I travel to a new city or even come home to New York, gay bars and physical spaces are paramount because they're labeled. But there aren't always gay benches or queer offices. So how do you start to see yourself belonging in a world where everything is assumed to be cis and heterosexual? I think this project started to get at a desire to expand that visibility, even if there's a bump in the road. In the failure for this project to work exactly how it was intended or like through the opposition, then there's the opportunity for it to grow and for it to get better. Yeah. And also for it to extend. I mean, it, it started out as like, yeah, it was just me making this this website. And so now it's sort of come full circle. And now the site itself is a collaborative process. It's a very good example of uh, haters becoming your motivators, in my opinion. I hope it ends up being that way. It definitely is. I mean, it's even more impetus to make it better and stronger. Special thanks to Outline staff writer and Derek Gaillot for originally reporting the story. We're produced by James T. Green. If you like what you just heard on the show, let us know. We would love to hear from you. And I really mean it. Like, I feel like I always hear people on podcasts say, we'd love to hear from you. And then I'm like, do you really want to hear from me? But we actually want to hear from you. So tweet us at Outline Dispatch or hit me up directly at Aaron M. Edwards. Hope you have a great Wednesday. If you don't have a Valentine... You can tell everyone that I'm yours. Talk to you tomorrow. I'm Aaron Edwards. <laughs>